Morning, y'all. Here are your morning headlines and your first alert forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Right now, we begin with a first alert weather day. Hey, good Tuesday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. A heat advisory up again today from 11 o'clock till 7 o'clock this evening. Heat index values going up well over 100 degrees. Could approach 115 in a couple spots. We're going to watch the temperature today as well as it climbs in the upper 90s. Record high temperature for today is 99 degrees dating back to 2010. Lots of sunshine today. Be extra careful if you're working outside. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Take lots of breaks in the AC. We do expect one or two showers of storms late today. A lot of you are going to stay dry. Another first alert weather day on the way for your Wednesday as we do expect those hot temperatures to continue. May find just a little bit of relief on the way later this week. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, June 14th. For those of you who like to know such things, there are just 200 days left in the year. But June 14th is an important day for several reasons. First, it's World Blood Donor Day. One blood donation can save up to three lives. So if you give blood, it's a great day to schedule your next appointment. On this date in 1777, the Continental Army, the forerunner of the U.S. Army, approved the design of the original American flag. The U.S. Army, by the way, celebrates a birthday today. Happy 247th. You should also see a lot of patriotism today since it's National Flag Day. It's also a big day for one former president, but we'll get to that in just a few minutes. First, Aisha Tyler and Michael Higdon have your morning headlines. Well, today is South Carolina's primary election, and if you're headed to the polls today, the Republican ballot has more than just candidates to vote for. Yep, Molly McBride joins us live from the polls this morning, and Molly, the Republican ballot has some questions on it. What are the questions, and what's the reason behind them? In all 46 counties, those voters who choose Republican ballots will face three questions in addition to choosing candidates. The questions are, should people have the right to register with the political party of their choice when they register to vote? Should candidates for local school boards be able to run as candidates for the political party of their choice, just like candidates for other elected offices? And in a situation where there is more than one person responsible for damages in a lawsuit, do you support changing South Carolina law so that each person should pay damages based on that person's actual share of fault? We spoke with the party chair of the South Carolina Republican Party, Drew McKissick, about these questions. He says the primaries give them an opportunity to gauge Republican voters' perspectives and opinions on key issues, specifically on issues they expect to some degree will be taken up in the legislature next year. So it's a great time to be able to take the temperature of our primary voters uh, and also not just to get a sense of where they are statewide, but it also allows us to get a sense of where they are in individual House and Senate districts because, you know, all of these numbers can be broken down by individual districts. These questions are not going to actually decide anything. They will only be used to help gauge where Republican Party members are with certain issues. We spoke to the chair of the Charleston County Democratic Party who said they didn't feel questions were necessary. The polls are open today from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. To find a polling location close to you, visit live5news.com and click the big red box. And our Live 5 News will be covering the election all day, so tune in for continuous coverage. Reporting live in Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. 
All right, thank you, Molly. And like she just mentioned, we will have all of those election results tonight right here on Live 5 with team coverage from multiple campaigns around the Lowcountry and in Columbia. You can watch right here on Live 5 or on the Live 5 Plus streaming apps on your favorite device. A self-professed member of a street gang here in Charleston is facing seven years in federal prison on a gun charge. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, 29-year-old Travis Lawrence has been in trouble with the law enforcement since he was 14. He pleaded guilty to being a felon in possession of a gun. Now prosecutors say that gun was stolen. The town of Ondaw is suing a development group and its owner, Elliot Summy. Elliot Summy is the executive director of the Charleston Airport as well as the owner of Jackson Development Group. According to that lawsuit, Ondaw had a contract with the development group to excavate and sell dirt. The lawsuit alleges the development group did not properly give the town royalties. It also claims the group did not follow a DHEC permit, which meant a berm or a narrow ledge at that park was built incorrectly and floods out at nearby roads. Well, we have learned the man, the man investigators say shot and killed a KC police officer earlier this year was a private investigator. Police say Austin Henderson shot and killed officer Drew Barr on April 24th. Barr was one of the officers who was responding to a domestic issue at a home. Investigators say at some point Henderson shot at the officers from inside when a bullet hit officer Barr. An incident report says Henderson's wife and daughter were being held hostage in a closet and were released after negotiations. Negotiations. After a seven-hour standoff with police, Henderson turned the gun on himself. This picture of Henderson from the Lexington County Detention Center is from an arrest made in 2012. At the time, he was arrested on domestic violence charges. Documents from SLED say that he was a private investigator with Stillinger Investigations starting in October of 2012. His most recent private investigator license was set to expire in November of this year. Before working as a PI, SLED documents state Henderson worked as an armed service technician with Loomis Armored U.S. from the summer of 2009 to October of 2012. He was honorably discharged from the Marines. Since the start of the pandemic, the Charleston County Public Library says that they have seen a need for community health grow. And now a registered nurse is partnering with the library system to conduct a community health needs assessment around Charleston to get a better look at what people need. Lauren Quinlan joins us live with more on how you can help and share ideas on what the community needs are. Good morning. Good morning. The nurse will be going around to different Charleston County Public Library locations this summer to listen to what different communities need and to possibly come up with some ideas the library can add to their programs in the future. Hannah Bouchard is the nurse who will conduct surveys, talk about health-related topics with the community, and provide limited hands-on care like blood pressure checks and body mass index tests. The goal of this study is to find out how a nurse can support existing programs at the library or develop new ones. In the future, this could mean the library will partner with the nurse to provide care or with an organization that is already doing so to better serve their community. Bouchard says a few other ideas include programs like coffee and conversations with a nurse to allow people to meet in a less intimidating setting and connect as neighbors. Although Bouchard is a nurse, her pop-up isn't in urgent care, so she can't treat people at the library, but she can provide information about health-related issues, trainings, workshops, and more. Having a nurse in the library just gives access to health care and helps connect people to those resources that are already in our community. Uh, we just, people don't quite know about them, so that's what I'm here for. 
Nurse Bouchard will be at the Edgar Allan Poe Library on Sullivan's Island next week, June 23rd. For more information on what other locations she'll be at this summer and a link to a survey that you can share your ideas, click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. A potential solution to flooding and drainage issues on Johns Island. Johns Island is in the works, and the city of Charleston says they want to work with the land that's already there. As Ray Arena reports, the city will be looking to create a creek and put in more wetlands over the next few years. The city of Charleston says it will be using a different technique and around $10 million to address flooding on over 500 acres of Johns Island near Maybank Highway and River Road. These photos sent in by locals capture what could happen in the aftermath of a heavy storm in the Barbary Woods neighborhood. A neighbor who has lived here since the mid-2000s told me she has seen people kayaking in front of her home when the water is deep enough. The city says rather than using the traditional method of pipes and ponds, they're going to work on around 30 acres of land to create a semi-natural creek and floodplains. Right now, the city says they're working on the project's final designs. So during a you know very small rain event, during a low-level storm, you might see just that creek activated and, and flowing. In a larger rain event, you'd see that creek basically come up over its banks and into those wetlands and store the water within those wetlands. It would all kind of act as an old wetland forest, whatever in the area. The city expects construction to start sometime in 2024, and neighbors say that help can't come soon enough. Reporting on Johns Island, Ray Arena, Live 5 News. And happy 76th birthday for former President Donald Trump. Also sharing a birthday, Marla Gibbs, star of The Jeffersons, and 227 turns 91. Singer Boy George is 61. And International Tennis Hall of Famer Steffi Graf is 53. Thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast and download the Live 5 First Alert weather app for your mobile device. Track storms and get the latest forecast for your neighborhood 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.